four, three, two. everybody thanks for tuning in to the midnight spook show i'm the big kahuna i'm don and over in the booth is producer tom producing all right or something like that holy producing shit or something like it it's been a while since uh we've it's been a while yeah since we sat in front of the old uh, talkie sticks and uh did some stuff it's uh october was a shit month as it turns out <laughs> well let's dive into this so producer tom got back from matul there was a legend of a possible treasure, I was told. Yeah, and we all love treasure. I uh, I heard the surfing was good there. I went diving for said treasure. I'm not going to get into the specifics of what landed me in a hospital in Matul, but I landed in a hospital in Matul. Yeah, we and, went uh, off the rails pretty hard there. Matul has pretty strict like uh, medicinal laws, so... It didn't bode well for me. Needless to say, me and Tom had to go on a expedition to get the Donfather out of the Matul Hospital. This did not fly with a Curasan. Uh, and uh, as such, we've gone rogue. We've gone underground. So, I will say the greatest image one could ever have is being in a bedside at Matul Hospital, Matul General, and you see the Kahuna just surfing in. Res- yeah, rescuing the giving the surfs up like Shaka Bra. Yeah, it was wearing that flaming pink Hawaiian shirt that I'm wearing now. It was just that was a day breaking me out. There was explosions. Mm-hmm. There may or may not have been a couple of corpses. We were shooting people wrapped up in bed sheets. Uh, I don't know. It got a little hazy. Uh, there was some guy named Lucas. There was like tiki drum music. Uh, couldn't get into it. But on the fucking real, October's been rough. Um, as soon as football season starts, like, my life goes into overdrive because I have season tickets. So, I mean, every fucking Sunday at 8 a.m. I'm up, drunk by noon, disappointed by 5, <laughs> and driving back home for 6 or 7. Disappointed by, like, 5 after 1 this week. Jesus. Oh, jeez. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now it's season 2. We're going to start... Fresh, we're back at it. Gonna go with that. I'm gonna eat Tootsie Rolls like all yeah, day. Yeah, no, here. it's Devil's Night. It's night before Halloween. It's dreary outside. It's cold. It, it's, cold. it's fall as fuck. There's donuts. There's cider in here. Yeah, so Tootsie we're enjoying Rolls. it. Um, we're gonna be a little bit more loosey goosey tonight. Not stick to too many like frigid formats. I've had a couple people out there say like, uh, while they like what we were doing, like if, them. if we changed things up a little bit, they wouldn't be too disappointed. So we're gonna, you know, get to the drawing board now that we've gone rogue and underground. They should change their panties because they're clearly on too tight. Yeah, You're, you got yeah. little, little butterflies up your butthole. But uh, fuck it, man. We we split from the Fred Pyre Network and we went underground. We'll still associate with those guys. But uh, personally, I've been on kind of like a uh, no podcast binge. <laughs> I haven't been listening to anybody. I haven't been doing them. I've kind of just took my foot off the pedal. It felt pretty good. Kahuna's just been kind of in his own basement, surrounded by fucking kegs and like six packs in disappointment. 
pretty much. He's disappointed with the weather. He can't get out and go surfing. I'm not disappointed with the weather. Fuck that, dude. I'm still wearing fucking board shorts and Hawaiian shirts, and it's like 40 degrees out. That's true, but he's not been on the lake. I have not been on the lake because that's where the Great White is, and uh, it's too cold for that shit. But um, we're gonna do some fun shit tonight. We're gonna we're gonna shake her up. We're gonna fucking give you a little razzle, a little dazzle, tickle the taint, whatever you guys want. Um, but there is some light news. We'll do a little light horror news. We're not savages here. Uh, we're, we're still attentive. Um, if the, we suck, dude, I really apologize. I, we were kind of in a groove, and I just will probably suck tonight. Sorry. I don't think we'll suck. You know. We're fine. One thing I refuse to do... I won't overcharge do, you for it, though. That's for sure. Yeah, you won't be paid for it. No. But, I, I mean, you guys are out there. You're watching these fucking movies right now on AMC because they're playing them one after another or Chiller or Sci-Fi Channel, whatever you're doing. So we're going to be different and we're going to talk about other shit instead of movies because you're fucking watching movies yeah, right we're gonna now. We're going to talk about Christmas movies. How's we're going to talk sound? about Christmas. God knows, like, fucking the day after Halloween will be Christmas time. That's it's already I'm... in the stores, man. Yeah, fucking... you can't walk through Walmart without seeing fucking Santa Claus. The yeah, there aren't really no Thanksgiving movies. No, not really. There yeah. was, like, the visitor. That That's <laughs> <laughs> not too Thanksgiving-y. Tom Home for the holidays is kind of... I guess, but... Well, uh, anyway, Christmas movies, The Ref. Fucking, yeah. Let's, let's dive in. That's a great Dennis Leary movie. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love that movie. I do, too. <laughs> it's not horror at all. No, but that's what we're going to talk about we're today. Talk about so the ref. We we're going to talk about Dennis Leary and his Christmas movies. <laughs> the Ref. Um, so, fucking, for real, I, I've been waiting and, like, salivating at a chance to play Friday the 13th, the video game. Yeah. Well, I pre-ordered yeah. that motherfucker. I paid for it. They keep saying, sometime in fall, October is as fall as you're going to fucking get and still want to play a Friday the 13th game. Well, it's not coming out to the summer of 2017. <laughs> and to make matters worse, not only the Friday the 13th video game have we been salivating over, a certain Friday the 13th themed board game. Yeah. It's also supposed to fucking be last Friday. Said so it was coming out in August. Here we are, heading to November. No last Friday. It was like, hey, Fuck it, guys. Let's just push everything back. They don't care. It's still cool to play fucking Friday the 13th stuff in November. Fucking, I went on tour in the summertime, and I was worried. Terrified you wouldn't get to play it. Yeah, that dead of winter, the long night. Which has been a lot of fun to play. Uh, we've, we've been breaking that out a little bit here with some new people, so that's been cool. The uh, new uh, Betrayal on House on the Hill came out. That's Thank fucking Christ, at least that came out yeah. on time. Maybe it turns out that like last Friday, like, all it is is that their cargo ship got hijacked by polar bears or something. Something's up with their printer. Somebody ejaculated into the anchor or something. Fucking like PC load letter. spent all their pieces of paper photocopying their ass. Yeah. So That's actually really fun. Did you ever do that? No. I've never tried never to photocopy either. my ass. There was a time uh, myself and two other, uh, let's call them constituents, we went into a... a word for people to take pictures of their ass. We uh, went into a FedEx... Uh, Kinko's in Buffalo. Now, we didn't do our ass, but we did, like, sit there for at least an hour just, like, mushing our faces on the copiers and just copying it. People were looking at us like, what the fuck are these idiots doing? It's a performance piece. And, you know. You're triggering me. <laughs> I'm expressing myself. No, that would have been too soon for the trigger warning. They came out pretty weird, but uh, it was fun. I've never played with one. You should. But, uh, so I'm all fucking, like, kind of gummy and disappointed about that. Like, I was really looking forward to playing that. So now instead I've got to play, like, some fucking shoot 'em up game or whatever because 
It's depressing. I ain't playing anything else. I've yeah. actually dived into the retro game shit pretty hard the last like couple of months. Like I've been trying to collect every Sega game. And for fucking shits and giggles the other day we put on Splatterhouse three in the in the store and I actually beat it on like the most difficult Did you beat it though? Yeah, I, I I fucking beat it and nice. I was I felt like I should call my mom and be like, I did something with my life. I fucking I beat Splatterhouse three. It was like two decades too late, but Yeah, no, like <laughs> if I could go back and tell my like ten year old self, like, don't worry, buddy. We'll get him. It'll <laughs> get better. Get It'll get better someday. That fucking game, dude, is like a hundred and like forty bucks. Really? Yeah. Wow. I smashed it in forty minutes. <laughs> so one day soon, now after beating it, you'll find a letter written by your like ten year old self, and it'll just be like, one day you'll beat it, dude. Have faith. Don't worry, man. We'll get this. Surf's up. Surf's up, bro. And then maybe you know Stone Cold will win the belt again or something. <laughs> Let's see, Maybe ECW will come back. Oh, God, we can only hope. For shits and giggles, I've been paying attention to that, too, because Brock Lesnar and Bill Goldberg are going to have a big fight. I ah, self-admittedly was a big Goldberg fan back in the day. Right. And uh, I watched that. First time I've probably tuned into a WWE Raw in God knows how long. That was like watching Saturday morning cartoons with naked men. Yeah, back in the day, like it was pretty awesome. You know, let's talk about that for a second. Like, remember that awesome uh, WCW pay per view, Halloween, Halloween Havoc? Havoc? Yeah, yeah, that's something we could talk about for a minute. Yeah, uh, those I would are love always to. really cool because they always had the uh, that spin the wheel, make the deal match yeah. thing, where it's like some fucking weird ass match. They had the the electric death house match with Abdul the Butcher and like Lex Luger and yeah. the Four Horsemen and shit. And the only way you could win was to strap somebody to the electric chair, yeah. which was a cage inside of a cage, and electrocute them. Yes. And like they did that to Abdul the Butcher, and it was the cheesiest. Even at like eight years old, I was like, "What the fuck?" Are they I doing? love that match. It's one of my favorite. It's matches one of my ever. favorite matches too. And then there's this big lumbering mummy like walking around outside the cage <laughs> and shit that looks like he used all the toilet paper in the arena. There's that giant dude like El Gigante. Yeah, He's was in he in that? that? He was in that He's match. He's in that. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, he was teamed up with Abdullah. Uh, I don't remember who else was on their team. It was against Sting. Um, it was probably Kevin Sullivan in the Legion of Doom. It may have been. And Abdul the Butcher and Al Giante against, like, Sting, Lex Luger, Dusty Rhodes. I feel like Kevin Sullivan was definitely in it. I'm going to see if I can... That sounds like something that he would have booked himself. Yeah. Little fucking troll. I think that was, like, 1992 or something. Ah, 1990, I think. Or 91. Yeah. We're going to find out in a second. Yeah, we're going to research WCW Halloween Havoc. On the real, for VHS collectors out there, fucking Halloween Havoc 94, 95, and 96 sealed on VHS are over $200 a tape. Really? Yeah. Wow. Just uh, open ones can net you 75 to 100 bucks. So, like, hey, if you have Halloween Havoc, just sit on your shelf, take that shit and sell it. There was that one, uh, 92 had Sting versus Jake Roberts with the spin the wheel. Yeah. That ended up being the coal miner glove I, match. I actually used the promo from that pay-per-view in one of our commercials. I like, remember that. A couple of couple of episodes ago in season one. Oh, dude, Big Van Vader was in one of them. He was one of the dudes in that match. That um, makes sense. He was intimidating. I feel like Psycho Sid might have been there. Yeah, he was in there, too. I'm getting there. Hold on a second. Okay, here we go. It's Ellie Gante, Sting, and the Steiner Brothers against Abdullah the Butcher, the Diamond Stud, Cactus Jack, and Big Van Vader. And the Diamond Stud was either Scott Hall? Yeah, it was Scott Hall, I Okay. Believe, in the Chamber of Horrors match. Because fucking, I think 
Diamond Dallas Page was his manager. Possibly. The Diamond Stud, and then he became like Johnny Vegas or something like that. I, I was into this shit big time way back, back then. Yeah. And then the main event of that one was Lex Luger versus Ron Simmons in like a two out of three falls match. All right. I feel like actually if I go home and like YouTube that, I probably would enjoy it. And it was 1991. 91? Yeah. All right. So you said 92, I said 90. We meet in the middle. Yeah, we meet in the middle. <clears throat> I was six years old. Jesus, I was like 11. I definitely remember watching that, though. My grandfather used to get those pay-per-views. I rented it, I think, at East Main Media Mart. <clears throat> I, I used to do that shit, too. I used to fucking rent the WWE tapes and the WCW tapes, like the old Coliseum home yeah, videos. Yeah, they were great. They were super awesome. I'd love to watch a lot of those again. They're hard to find, and they're collectible as shit, yeah, for real. Um, the actual VHS of them. I don't know, man. Like, this time of year, actually, I get nostalgic for that kind of shit. Yeah. You know, like, what, the best time of year when you're a kid is between Halloween and Christmas. Yeah. This is when you're getting all the candy, you're, you're telling the spooky stories, like, shit in school was Halloween-themed. You get a lot of vacations, so you actually weren't in school a lot. Fuck, and then, boom. Right, like, right around the corner, it's Christmas time, so you're getting those sweet J.C. Penney's catalogs with all the new toys and The shit. Hills Flyers back in the day. Hills was the place for the toys. Yeah. Um... I seem to remember when we were kids, though, that, like, either on Halloween or a couple days past Halloween, it was, like, fucking just abysmal snowstorms after that. Like It would snow on boom. Halloween at times. I remember one year I had a few inches of snow on Halloween. Yeah, no, there's a few times I... Now it's, like, 60 fucking degrees for the most part. It's... Yesterday was probably, like, my favorite day, though, because, yeah, like, it was, it was overcasty as shit. 55 degrees out, so you were comfortable, but uh, it was still fall-looking. I actually, uh... Today, before the debacle in Buffalo, I was in a rather great mood. I was like, you The know Buffalo what? disappointment. I'm going to go up and take a look at like the old JM's hospital like on my way home. But I didn't do that because I was in a bad fucking mood. <laughs> <laughs> so I've forsaken that trip. I might do it tomorrow. It's Halloween. I might go up there and pay my respects. It's a good spot to be. Yeah, it's been a good few days of weather. It's been cold, it rainy, overcast. It's I'm got me in it. the mood. The other day here at the shop, we were. Uh, fucking it was free comic book day halloween themed mm-hmm. and uh i come into work and fucking ralberry had uh scary stories to tell in the dark up on tv as read by kelsey Grammer. that's amazing it was awesome i've i fucking forgot how much i adore kelsey Grammer and those books and it was like volumes one two and three that rules that was a book that i read at nauseam when i was a kid yeah they ruled i actually have been rereading it um, recently, because my girlfriend has it and brought it. So. No shit. Yeah, yeah we, we have it. it right over there on the shelf. And no, no one has bought it. I'm surprised it's, as fuck about it. They're stupid, that's all. We have, like, Choose Your Own Adventures and Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and no one is buying them. Morons. Morons, I Bunch say. Bunch of lame brains. Damn yo-yos. <laughs> Yo-yo! <laughs> There's no reception in the basement, dickhead! So if you're not getting this, it's because we're in the basement. <laughs> yeah, we're down here with Coop. <laughs> He's a little racist, but he had the right idea. I think he was right. That's the sad thing. Fuck it. Yeah, he is right. Uh, what if, if Trump is like that? That'd be, like, pretty oh, funny. He's like, <laughs> I fucking hate you right now because, like, that is a goddamn topic in itself. <laughs> the allegorical <laughs> connections between this election and Night of the Living Dead. <laughs> I feel like producer Trump Tom is would be Coop. the one. <laughs> producer Tom could give a, a thorough essay. Hillary on would not be Ben, though. No. She'd be Judy. Yeah, she's Judy for sure. And then she gets what she fucking deserves. So I saw a trailer actually before I came in today, and um, we're not going to discuss the shit out of it like we normally do, but like I thought it looked really interesting. It was called Shut In. Oh, okay. 
Have you guys seen? Yeah, I haven't seen that. I've seen a different one for another movie. Um, well, apparently this one's about a mom and a son that are like up in the hills, and like the kid has like autism or some kind of fucking affliction, and a huge blizzard is coming in, and it like takes all their power and everything away, and like these fucking spooky things just start happening to her, mm-hmm. and it looked really good. Sweet. One I'll have to definitely go check out. It's actually coming out in three days. Really. But so is Doc Strange, too. So I, mean, I haven't seen anything about that. We Thursday's, did talk. Thursday's Doc Strange. We talked about another one, and I don't know. Uh, Split. No, this isn't the one I was going to bring up. So okay. We each got one. Yeah. Fuck. Go you for and it. I talked yesterday or the day before about it, though, that um, Cure for Wellness. That looks good. I saw the, one of the, the trailer I saw for it. It started off with like a vocalization really slow of a Ramones song. I was just like... Holy shit, it's I Want to Be Sedated by the Ramones. Just the vocals, no music, and it's super slow, a woman singing it. Really weird imagery. I was like, all right, yeah. The movie looked depressing as fuck. To yeah, be I think it's it. going to be real good. I'm intrigued. I want to go see it. What do you got, Tom? What, uh, what were you... Split, which is supposed to star... Um, uh, who's playing Xavier right now? I can't remember if you got his name. Oh, uh, James Xavier. McAvoy? Yeah, it's going to star him that? as the, the car of it. That guy looked weird as shit. It stars James McAvoy, and he's a, um, what's a skiff, maybe schizophrenic or dissociative personality, where he's got, like, multiple personalities, and he, it just opens up with him kidnapping these three girls, and it then goes through him, wherever he's got them, going through different personalities that are equally terrifying from the next, and this weird, like, morph shit where he starts, like, changing his, like, body physiology. It's pretty creepy. Is it an anamorph? No. Oh, he can turn into a bottle-nosed dolphin. <laughs> no, it's, it's really, it's really compellingly creepy. Hey, dolphins know. rape. That could um, get, like, pretty horrific. I so. will I will check that trailer out on my own. Um, one more, fuck it, because we're on a roll. Um, during the football game, they, for the first time, it was the world premiere of this trailer. It was called Life, and it's a space movie. And it has, like, um, <clears throat> Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Reynolds and, like, uh, a couple of other just high-profile actors. Mm-hmm. And it shows them tinkering around with a fucking um, Petri dish. They're, they're like, making synthetic life or something in the space station as they're showing Earth on fire and whatnot. And this thing attacks one of the dudes, and the whole ship just locks down. So it looks kind of like an homage to Alien, hmm. which I think we could use. Although there's a lot of alien stuff coming out. If T-Watt were here, I'm sure he could keep us up to date oh on that. Oh, my God. Oh, God, what's that? We've mentioned it a few times. I've mentioned it a few times. It's the new Prometheus movies oh. coming out. I was just going to mention, like... No. They got the Neomorph. We, we need a good uh, alien re- uh, homage, because Prometheus <clears throat> fucking blew a wang, in my opinion. I liked Prometheus. I like it, but God damn it, did it fall short of the bar, in my opinion. I think it was just a way different movie than what everybody was expecting. It was more Maybe. like a fucking hypothesis about like life creation and the I thought it was trying to be more thrillery than actually horror I mean there was some terrifying shit that happened I don't, it was not a horror movie I don't think it, it was it trying to play for a like horror movie at all and trying to get, like pitch you to see like who do you think is going to be trustable about all this like Fucking shit going on. And it, def- it, it sold for me because I saw it for what it was, not what it was supposed to be. And from what I hear, the second one is supposed to be more up to your expectations. Hmm. So, oh, is it The Arrival? There's a, there's a, the Arrival is, is the one coming out that has Isla Fisher in it, where yeah. like the aliens are coming to Earth. Yeah, these that's giant, out this like, week, too. Stones yeah. Their ship. yeah, that's the movie huh. I was thinking of. That's there's, the it's uh, alien horror. You can, it's funny as shit. 
I mean, like, I, I can talk about Tom Bloom in the face, but, like, horror goes in these cycles every 10 years, wash, rinse, repeat. It's the same. We just went through all the ghost shit. Like, it, it, you can track this through the 90s if you want to. We went through the thrillers, i.e., like, the fucking Silence of the Lamb type movies. Yeah. Now we went through the ghost movies with your conjurings and this and that. And all now that we're yeah. going to your fucking alien block. Is the alien movie called Covenant? Yes. Okay, yeah. So we're going to go through this alien block where aliens are scary, and then we're going to get back to like that what's slasher. really scary, that visceral 70s raw humans are bad slasher shit. It's been like that since I can remember. Is another Predator movie coming? Uh, Shane Black is supposedly doing a Predator movie. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's probably about some guy standing outside of a playground in a French <laughs> Yeah, that's an underworld movie. Um, fucking, they've, that, that Shane Black Predator vehicle has been out for a while. So, like, that it keeps, like, having people drop from the cast. It was supposed to have, like, uh, oh, be Benicio Del Toro was supposed to be in it, and then he dropped. start filming in February, supposedly. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, maybe, fuck it. Maybe we'll get to Twat on here, and... Uh, to what? He can fucking... Alien retrospective. Some, lay us some alien eggs or something. Chest burst all over our face. Uh, so let's get to uh, one of my favorite things we do talk about here. Okay. Box art. Box I've, art. Box art. Box art. Box art. Box, 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 box art. <clears throat> I'll start it off. <clears throat> you start it off. So my pick for the week is probably one that not too many people have seen, but maybe you've seen the box. I know that. All the video stores around here had it because I rented it. Um, the cover has all these like letter blocks, like children's blocks, <clears throat> laid out in front of like it, what looks like a wooden fence, but it makes a crib. Mm-hmm. And there's like claw marks everywhere, and this big gangly hand coming over the fence, and like this gnarly looking thing behind it. And then there's like a uh, <clears throat> what the fuck is the name of it that you hang above a baby's bed? That has uh, the mobile. Mobile. A, mo- mobile. a mobile with human bones on it. Um, and it's an 80s slasher movie, but you wouldn't know from this cover. The way you were describing it at first with the lettering made me think of something else, so I don't think I have it. What do you have? What, what's your guess? I don't remember the name of it, so I was looking it up right now. Let, let me get back to you for a second here. <laughs> I have no idea. Tom, I know you wouldn't see the, have seen this. What the fuck was it called? I want to say there was like a movie called Dolls or something like that. Dolls does have that on the cover, but yeah, that's like, not what I'm talking about. That's what about. I was thinking of initially, but then when you run... Humongous. Yeah, that's fucking... That's a great one. It's a, it's a Well, it's a good movie. It's a super moody atmosphere. Um, kids like get trapped on a fucking island with this oh. weird thing that's strolling around. He's a monstrosity. They yeah, those block letters. That's When you first said that, I was like, oh, oh man, it's... Dolls. Sounds like fucking dolls. And but dolls is a weird one. talking about the other shit. I'm like, no, it's definitely not yeah, dolls. No. <laughs> if I would have said that there would have been a doll on the cover, I think you would have nailed me. Yeah. All right. Um, what do you got for us, big guy? All right. Well, mm. you're going to get this one for sure. There, Maybe. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a way to even like talk about this without giving it away instantly. Because if I just say what's on the cover, a shopping bag. Oh, chopping mall. There it is. <laughs> With, like, a robot hand holding it and fucking parts in like it. Like, fucking bloody pizza-looking eyeballs and gore and shit souping out of the bag. Yeah. That used to scare the bejesus out of Chopping me. ball. When I was a fucking kid. So, to the point where I never rented it until I was, like, late in my teens. It's a ridiculous movie. That's one of my favorites. And fucking, um, 
Vestron just put out a Blu-ray of that. Yeah. And we've talked about that a few times. It's consistently sold out, so, like, I don't have it yet, but that's what I plan on buying an ad I my dedicate collection. that box art uh, choice <clears throat> to my friend Mike in Chicago, because him and I are big fans of that movie. So. Dude, there's some sweet fucking pause girls in that movie. There is. There's some good tits in that movie. That's true. <clears throat> some of the best head explosions, too, out of any 80s Real movie that rival movie. Scanners. You watch that movie and it's nothing like you fucking think at all. <laughs> exactly. The first moment a killbot comes on the screen, you're like, what? <laughs> and then they kill that fucking like dude fucking from Gremlins. <laughs> Robbie the robot from Nintendo. Yeah, no, it, it's cool. This motherfucker people. wants to play some gyromite. I'm on. You, you <laughs> fucked, Robbie. Nothing like you expect at all. Yep. Tom, you got one for us? Yep. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> yep. I'm going to. Do something that me and Don recently watched with Tim, just because the box art is ridiculously stupid. Oh my god, that movie was so good. It was so good. Uh, my pick's Island Claws. I have never seen that. Tim, oh. Tim brought his hard drive of random movies with him. Kahuna, you missed out on the Halloween horror gaming bunch bunch of of terror and death. Sketchy movies, and one of them was Island Claws, which was like similar to Humanoids, where. It's giant fucking uh, it's crabs. giant crabs, but the giant crab only appears in the last ten minutes of the movie. Before that, it's just normal crabs killing people. It's amazing. And then after that, we watched The Nest. I like The Nest. Watched... The Nest is a fucking gnarly yeah, movie. Yeah, it's really good. And we watched, what else? Uh, ah, oh, a Scout Survival Guide yeah. to the Zombie Apocalypse or See, you guys keep doing all these rad fun things. Like, we've had back-to-back huge events here at the shop, so I can't fucking oh, get out. Yeah. What was, what was one? the one with... Uh, the thing that just ripped people's fucking heads off. I mean, uh, that happens a lot. No, it was the one with the, it was the, one with the cavers. Oh, they went like spelunking, yeah. yeah the fu- it was like, oh, it was called Alien 2, but it was some fucking weird Italian movie. That- they fucking love doing that, making sequels to franchises that like go nowhere. It's so awesome. bad. Alien 2, the head ripping. They just fucking like, go spelunking for an hour and a half. There's maybe like 30 dude, seconds of solid like, alien like action. There's a 10 minute panning scene. Yeah, there is a 10 minute panning pan down a body. Like, it's ridiculous. body for like a good 10 minutes. A it's ridiculously just, slow pan. Some girl gets her face eaten off by like ocean cabbage. Yeah, you missed out on that one. That was a good day. That almost sounds like a movie called... Uh, Contagion or something like that. I wonder if that's the American title for it. And this was definitely like seventies or eighties. Yeah, for sure. And that running through the, t- the empty city. I don't even know what Italians are so good at that movie. horse shit. You you fucking could watch a movie called something, and then like it's got fifty five other titles, and, and nothing to do with what nothing, the title yeah. is that you picked it up for. Like Revenge of the Dead is the classic example of that. There's no revenge. There's no, no dead. That movie. If, it has a great box art and a great title and nothing Some happens. of my all-time fucking least favorite cinematic experiences came via the Italians. <laughs> oh, what was the movie we were going to watch when we ended up not... Uh, oh, Zombiever. Oh, yeah, Zombie. That movie's fucking terrible. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not it's a big funny, fan though. of those fucking, like, uh, late 2000s Netflix straight-to-DVD fucking I, movies. I thought the Scout Survival Guy was remarkably good, actually. I wasn't paying attention to it too much because i was you know trying to play fucking games which we were there for i was already distracted enough by 25 gallons of chocolate so i think the last movie i watched like that yeah dude this is what you missed at that yeah give me the rundown give me the spread tell me rub it in a 25 gallon bucket Bucket of of candy candy, and then a a much larger than 25 gallon aluminum pot full of 
marinara sauce. Spaghetti sauce that was homemade by Trent. Sausage, chicken, and meatballs. Yeah, like fist-sized meatballs. There's like at least 20 pounds. There was mac and cheese that I made. A huge, like, three-pound platter. How did that turn out, by the way? You said that you you emanated that fucking awful video I shared. Uh, Probably not. It was good, though, for just doing it on the fly. Yeah. Um, There was, um, you made, uh, Trent also made some ghost pepper queso. (laughs) Oh, you made, made some salsa. Southwest dip. Which I didn't try that. Okay, well, here's the thing. You guys told me that it was this festival that's going to go on for like three days. <laughs> and fucking, okay. So I'm here until midnight because it's Magic the Gathering's first game day. And we have back-to-back <laughs> tournaments. The whole time I'm doing this, I got you, Miranda, Tim. You guys are at 11 o'clock. Look, you're gay. Come on, just get over here. Get over here. You're <laughs> By time... Less I than get two out, hours later. I get out of fucking work. This magical mystery fucking fest that was supposed to last two days was over. We were all tapped out. Yeah, because you ate 25 gallons of candy and red sauce. And <laughs> to be fair, we chickens. only made it down to 18 gallons left. So, <laughs> I think, yeah, do you have, are you pulling up the picture yeah, of it? Yeah, I've, I've definitely seen that. Oh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, fuck you guys. <laughs> you couldn't even go the fucking distance. It was... Dude, it was like the the king shit, the tip of the mountain for a debauch. And you fest. didn't even get over there when it started either. I'll I'll put that on there on YouTube because you're like, oh, I'm gonna go. You were with me for a couple of hours. I was. And you're like, I'm gonna go a couple hours late. So you didn't even stay for more than like eight hours before you got fucking. Dude, I was like done after I like. You got food hammered and an hour and a half. I was already hurting. I was like, fuck, I'm done. I do that every fucking year. You, you were there last year. Oh, I yeah. did the same exact go thing. Go back or go home. It's because the site is such. Glorious amounts of food. Listen, guys, one. I know nothing about restraint and moderation in these in these types of situations. You know this. So about I was me. left out, but I was gonna come until it was There's probably still fifteen over. gallons of candy left. For all we know, Trent's still going. He's still playing. <laughs> Trent yeah, is like sleeping. dead in the chair. He's, he's done. Snoring up the fucking chocolate. Yeah. You guys put more effort into that than like I do for like Christmas. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Uh, next year it will be, I'm sure, even bigger and better. Do it on a fucking different day. We'll, we'll hash it out. That was my fault because I actually wanted to do it here, but I just kept neglecting to ask you guys about it yeah. for like two months. Everything, like I said, these last two weeks have yeah, just fault. been a fucking pickle for me here. We're going to so. sync it up to do another uh, you know, Walking Dead of Winter Volume 2 for We should. And speaking break. of Walking Dead, that's a great segue, man. Like We uh, actually got here just as Walking Dead was over so um we are firmly entranced in a world in walking dead if you're a fan where the status quo has changed yes it is now negan's world and uh he wants half your shit your shit is his shit. he will shut that shit down with no questions asked um i kind of liked what i i got to sit back and just enjoy this episode i've read the comics since the beginning so i knew what was going to happen I don't fucking spoil it for people because I'm not a goddamn asshole. Yeah, I haven't watched so, this week's episode yet. I watched it with my wife. She had no idea what was going to happen. I never told her. And she was so fucking bothered by this. I like that where this is going. It, it fucking ruined her. And whether or not she wants to admit it, I think she was about to cry. Amazing. Okay, because... To be fair, she was about to cry when we went to Native Pride Diner that one day. So, You know, she cries. But, I mean, like, okay, so we're watching the episode, and by now, if you haven't seen it, I i don't care. You know, like, it's, Walking Dead's a cultural phenomenon. People that you would never think watch it, watch it. Right. Um, 
in one scene towards the end, Negan has everyone lined up on their fucking knees. and he's Talking about last week. Talking about last week. Yeah, okay. He's got people on their knees, and he said that one of them's going to be punished. Yeah. And it's the end of season six. Right. And it goes right into it. It was it was done pretty well for the most part. We'll get into how we felt about that episode after this. But um, he's, he says one of them has to pay, and he's going to beat the holy hell out of them. Those were his words. <laughs> I love with that. With a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire named Lucille. Lucille the vampire um, bat. And he ends up picking Abraham. A lot of people saw that coming. Yeah. We talked I, about it literally right before. I, honest to God, not that the death wasn't good. That death was brutal as shit. Yeah. And he Abraham was a good did death. take it like a He champ. took it like a champ. But I went right on fucking Facebook as it was happening, and I said, this show has no balls. <laughs> I was fucking mad because I thought that that was, like, a cheap way to do it. My wife was bummed. She was a little relieved. So I, I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm not, Millions of people, like the entire run of the show People that don't read the comics were relieved. So they like sat back in their show like, oh my God, Abraham's gone. But like everyone Thank else is Thank God uh, Daryl isn't dead. Thank God Daryl. Fuck you. So Suck my dick. we come back from commercial sorry, break. People want to suck this was, this was done masterfully, okay? So we do the commercial, we come back, and Daryl fucking punches Negan. Right in the face. And he, he goes, okay. I told you I would shut that shit down, and you're like, uh oh, uh oh, gonna get it. I was gonna, and my heart was pumping a little bit because I'm like, I'm not sure what they're doing. I was at this literally, point. you people at home can't see this, but I was like, yeah, no, I got close to my seat like this, <laughs> licking my chops. I'm like, it's happening. I called up. They wanted. hold him down, and Negan fucking pivots and bops Glenn right on top of the head, yep. and I hear <gasps> from the couch behind me, <laughs> and she's, I see her like. Leaning forward, her eyes are as big as fucking Trent's meatballs. And <laughs> she's fucking just like, <gasps> and fucking they show Glenn and he's got his Popeye's chicken outfit Fuck on it. there. <laughs> and she's fucked up. Yep. She's like, oh. His oh. eyeball is dangling out. And he's like, okay, I'll find you. And fucking that's it. He goes to town. He fucking, it was just like a league of their own. He's Even fucking swinging point, for the Negan fences. Even says the great line. He's like, oh, I hit you so hard. Your eye popped out. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> and he was brutal. Oh, they like hang on those shots for so long. And he 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 beats the heads until there's nothing left And they the graphically show him just they swinging do. down. There's Sanu and Gore hanging from fucking Lucille. And that's when he makes the vampire bat. Yeah, Lucille's a vampire bat. <laughs> and it's okay, everyone in America that fucked them up that didn't know what was coming. Yeah. Although it's getting harder and harder because everyone likes to go on Facebook and be a fucking troll. And um I had to avoid some shit that day for sure. Like that, I was gonna try to avoid it longer. I was like, fuck it. That I'm... that fucked her up and whether or not she wants to admit it. She she was shut down for the rest of the night after he that. He shut that shit down. He so, said he would. He did, and I like that element of danger. I thought the show needed that. If they would have killed Daryl on top of that and chopped Rick's hand off or a combination of that, they would have made up for killing Abraham for me. Like, Abraham was too easy of a suggestion. He was supposed to die earlier, but they gave his death to Denise. Yeah. So, like, he was on borrowed time anyway. Sure. Um, He's a cool character. I just think, uh, like you were saying, the element of danger. The show has not had that for a long time, and it's been one of my gripes about it. Is like you know that Michonne is going to live, Rick is going to live, Coral is going to live. There's no fucking way in hell anything's happening to Daryl. They made it real uncomfortable for Carl fans out there at the end of this show. Boy, did they. 
I had a little PTSD from that because that was uncomfortable as shit. Yeah, and it was shot really good. I wish they would have followed through with it. Honestly. Negan has Carl pinned down, and he he commanded Rick, his new dog, to cut fucking Carl's arm off. And he, what does he say? He's like, "On oh, me, I'm not doing shit. I'm not doing it. You're gonna do it." <laughs> Gets a marker, draws a line, and he tells him like to cut it at an angle like deli style, so he could fold the skin 45, over. Forty-five, yeah. Because they got You'll good doctors. Live. We got a good doctor. Uh, Probably. Fuck, that was fucked up, right? Yeah, oh, uh, that was good. And um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan just killing it is Negan. We won't go into a review on this week's episode because you haven't seen it, but I will I'm say it, it slows down. Yeah, you get you get a chance to reestablish the status quo a little bit. But I, it felt like you were entering a new Walking Dead world, which was good. Yeah, we'll Cause see. Because a lot we of people do. were complaining that Walking Dead was let's go to point A. Uh oh, point A got taken over, and we lost some people. Let's go to point B. Same thing, all the way through. Yeah, and it did. And they, it got increasingly like grandiose. Like the shit, the mayhem that happens is more and more just action movie like. Well, this like, this kind of fucking took the wind out of everyone's sails. The dumpster this... did not jump in and save Glenn this time. No more, uh, no more pandering to that horror shit. It's it's here. They fucking need to kill Daryl though. I'm so sick and tired of seeing everybody on the, Facebook. The next week's episode's about him. So I hope he fucking dies. It looks like he's being tortured in the Savior's compound. So. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't even dislike the character. I just hate the cult around him. With I will fans. say it is Daryl's fault that Glenn's dead. And, you know, we brought this up the other day when I was talking to you and Rollberry about this. I think Raleigh brought it up. And, uh, yeah, that, I hadn't thought about it that way at first. But that is that's pretty heavy, and it makes me think about that a little more. But I still hope they kill Daryl. Just because I hate the fans at this point. It's like, oh, man, if they kill Daryl, we're going to riot. Man, just fuck off, dude. Well, if you're out there watching it, if you like Daryl, set yourself on fire. Yeah, if you're out there watching and you're a Daryl fan, he ain't safe. I, I actually think it would be the smartest He's thing. He's not even in the comic book, so shut no. up. We'll watch him show up next month. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think some fucking bad things are happening this season. I it's, hope so. It's what we needed. Um, I hope they just like kill off Carl. That'd be cool, too. If you're going to start diverging from the Carl comic Carl in the book, books is fucking awesome, though. Yeah, he like, gets I know there. a little bit about it. I uh, Well, it's because you refuse to read any further. I think once you get there, you'll be like, okay, I'm a Carl guy now. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I know stuff. some of the stuff that happens between him and Negan, because I, I did some sneak peeking uh, last season, you know, as I'm working my way towards it. Because I'm, I'm uh, halfway through the second compendium at this point, so um, I'm getting there. So, let's move off of Walking Dead until you catch up, and uh, let's talk about something that you and I picked up on the fly by accident. Okay, let's do that. I uh, was reading in a magazine that we randomly got oh. in the shop, oh. and uh, yes, I, came I across, wanted to talk about this. Yes. I came across an article that, you know, like, shame on me, I guess I'm not a horror fan, but it was like uh, a retrospective for a new series of movies called American Guinea Pig. Now, if you're a horror gore fan, like subterranean underground snuff film shit <laughs> guinea pig is probably the most you know famous series of that type of subgenre. it's the end all be all in my opinion at least the first two i mean the first two play it pretty serious and then the rest kind of just get more and more japanese if the fbi is getting contacted by charlie sheen and there's legitimate investigations going on to the filmmakers and them like being subpoenaed and shit to prove that it wasn't real like they did a pretty hard movie. Well, the first movie is called The Devil's Experiment, and it's the hardest one, in my opinion, um, just because it's like a guy taking a girl through, like he's documenting it with a camcorder, the thresholds of human pain and what a human can endure and take. 
And I mean, like, segment one's called, like, Punch to the Face. He just walks up and decks this girl, and it gets worse from there, you know? It, mm-hmm. And I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody. Um, you should do yourself a service if you've never seen Guinea Pig 1 and 2 to watch these movies. I mean, like, if you think Eli Roth created this torture porn stuff... You are sadly You mistaken. are fucking wrong, because it's been around since 1985, and it's hard as fuck. The Japanese did it better, and they did it harder. Flesh of Flower and Blood, the part two was the one that probably stayed with me the longest. Now, mm-hmm. I saw that when I was 13. That's a fucked up movie for a 13-year-old to see, but, I mean, that's also why nothing ever affected me again for the rest of my life. Yeah, you watch Faces of Death, and then you watch Flowers of Flesh and Blood. Which is way worse than Faces of Death. Tremendously. Um, so, I mean, like, I gotta be, like, honest, like, the whole fucking gore stuff doesn't do it for me anymore. We've I've, talked about this a lot. I feel like I've seen it. all you're ever going to fucking see of it. Once you, you've seen it, you've seen it. There's tons and tons of imitators, mm. and uh, most of it's bad. And um, the fact that this had the balls to even call itself um, Guinea, Pig. Guinea Pig intrigued me because I flash back to those first two movies. Those first two movies are with me. Um, so, I mean, like, as far as I'm concerned, there's Guinea Pig 1, 2, Aftermath with not this non Chosera yeah. movie. Yeah, his and, movies. And then um, maybe fucking Men Behind the Sun and Philosophy Knife. Those are the only yeah. gore movies that have ever like really like done it for me. They take the cake and that kind of stuff. So the fact that this movie had the balls to call itself American Guinea Pig, I was like, okay, I'm in. And then it, it turns out that the, this is actually part of the series now. And the, the movie was called Bouquet of Guts and Gore. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, and I watch it, and I don't think I was quite ready to see this mm-hmm. because I have been out of the game. I've been on the bench, and uh, you know you've heard what we've been watching, like fucking humanoids of the deep and yeah, uh, stuff that's a little more lighthearted, <laughs> a little more fun. This fucking movie was the menacing as fuck. Yeah, holy shit, was this a mean spirited movie? Like, oh uh, yeah, uh, it? It, it like. I know you and I said there was no storyline. We talked about it. You're like, you kept asking yourself, why am I watching this? Yeah. I felt the same fucking way, but I could not not watch it. Yeah. I was fucking disturbed by some of the shit in this movie. Now, I can take a lot, and I took this one. I, I, I was eating fucking Chef Boyardee while I watched this movie, I'm no. not going to lie. Okay, so I mean, like, it's not the worst thing you'll ever see. There I have was, an iron stomach. There was like that. Some... I had a fear if that says more about the movie or about Chef Boyardee. Uh, both. Don't look too much into it. It's both. If Chef you, Boyardee is delicious. This movie is terrifying, but man, I've looked in some cans of no, no, Chef Boyardee. No, 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 no. The movie isn't terrifying. Don't... The movie's not terrifying. Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe if you're not accustomed sure. to it, yeah, I guess you're going to be fucking terrified of the actor. The, that's what they call him. Mm-hmm. The fucking big muscle dude. And the, ma- and the masks were on point, I might add. Mm-hmm. The whole premise of this movie is somebody hired these people to make a snuff film. They kidnap two girls, they take them to some undisclosed location, and they do just that. They tie them to a bed. Give them copious amounts of LSD in liquid form. And then they fucking just cut their clothes off. Start with the left. Always on the left. Never the right. And then they go from there. And, I mean, like, you're four or five minutes into the movie and a leg's getting sawed off. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's shot in fucking VHS camcorder. It looked like a home fucking movie. Mm -hmm. You know, like... It was, I'm going to say, like, there was parts of this movie that were so hard as fuck. Yeah. That I was, I felt pretty damaged as a human being watching this shit. Like, when the, there was a few scenes, the first leg, I was like, damn, that's a good effect. 
Yeah, then, they go right for it, too. They like, do. It's they, like right out of the gate, 0 to 80. We're then, not going to start with like a finger. It's just like we're going to hack off the leg right at the knee. Let's the fucking, fucking do it. The eyeball. Yep. That fucked me up because I hate eye horror shit. Um, that's one. why I don't wear fucking um, the jaw stuff. The, the jaw to the jaw. Holy fucking <laughs> that shit! Tough. That was tough. That was tough as fuck. And the other one's jaw, he just saws off. Just pretty yeah, brutal. At the, you were pretty like into it by then and desensitized. You're like, oh my god. I, I get. I do not get impacted by this stuff at all. I I appreciate it for what it is. I didn't get impacted. I was just. It reminded me like that. I that's why I don't watch this shit anymore. Is because like I'm too fucking accustomed to seeing it. Yeah, it's weird. Like it's. But I also wasn't expecting how good it was. It I, entrances you. Like you're, you're I looking at the effect. Here's the thing I notice about stuff like this: is you look at things like maybe Day of the Dead or Walking Dead, any of that, and you're looking at the special effects. You're like, God damn, those are good as special effects. You're looking at a movie like this, and you're looking at the special effects to make sure they're fucking special effects. Yeah. You're like, God damn, it was, that looks way too real. It was too clinical for its own good. Yeah. And I don't know if that says that, like, I've seen too much, and, like, I'm not affected by it as much. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Chef Boyardee while this, this, this movie this stayed with me because of a few lines at the end of the movie. There's one in the middle, too, that... uh There's a couple, actually. One is like, oh, you're doing a great job. I had to change my underwear. Yeah, that's, that's super fucked up, dude. <laughs> super fucked up. Fucking dudes like coming in his drawers as they're ripping this chick's fucking jaw. Off. And then he's telling the other camera guy, he's like, "You know why you're here? We have your kids." And it, dude, here's what's fucked up. This didn't click with me until like I actually kind of watched this again last night. I'm not gonna. Oh, lie. did you watch yeah. it again? Okay, like bits and pieces of it. It occurs to me at the very end when they bring out the kids. It's probably that fucking dude's kids. Probably. It's so crazy. It's so bad. Dude, the movie ends, like, after you see these two women get violently dismembered and, like, just totally fucked. Same two beds in this clinical location, the same guy, brings out a fucking crying infant daughter in what is probably a 9 or 10 year old boy, and he has him lay down on the table. You know exactly what the fuck they're about to do to those people. Because there's this is what you're going to bring up, I think, is like they mentioned there are people producing these movies. Yeah. There's like clients paying to have this done. And if they had enough money to do it to these two, they definitely had enough money to yep. keep going. And the, the the interesting thing about this is anybody you saw on screen, so if you saw the other cameraman by happenstance or whatever, they all had masks. masks. Like everything was – and you could tell no one wanted to be there besides maybe the actor. The, the guy who was doing it, who was – Good. Or the director. Yeah, he wanted the, to be there. The he director was... was maybe too into it. Yeah, he was way in. So, like, as far as a guinea pig movie goes, amazing. Yeah. I mean, you it's... said to me right from the get-go that it was on par with Flower of Flesh and Blood. And I was like, that's a lofty damn statement. Yeah, and I don't is. throw that around too often. And I, I definitely don't go out of my way looking for these gore movies anymore. Um this was what one. If one happens to come across my path, I will watch it. <laughs> I don't specifically seek out those types of movies, but I think for anybody that really needs to feel fucking afraid, yeah, for and get a really good look into bleak humanity and just raw nihilism filmmaking, 
you need to watch this movie. And I was saying to you, you know, kudos to those guys. And apparently the uh, Stephen Bureau, the guy that directed it, he was responsible for releasing the box set. So he, he's been involved with the series. And he's also released time. the Aftermath and Genesis. Yeah, so he's... So he's a fan. He's a student of the avant-garde underground. Firmly entrenched in it. So he paid a great homage to it. Total the FX respect. and Steve Bureau were on. Okay, so yep. like, I don't want you to think that me and Don didn't like this movie. We've just seen too much. Total and, respect for it. I'm glad it was made. I'm glad there's people out there, like I said to you, like that are that have that old sinister flame and said, you know, fuck this. We're gonna do some. It total... made the world feel a lot less safe there for an yep. hour. It wasn't maybe wasn't an hour long. It's like an hour, ten minutes, twelve minutes. Yeah. Okay, okay. It it, it 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 seems short. You're in for a fucking ride. It's a long ride. Yeah. Too, I might add. And you don't get any. It doesn't let you breathe. There's no reprieve. Whatsoever. There's no recovery. You're just in it and. Um, this might be the kind of movie you want to like watch with a buddy, and you've never gotten into. You just want to get some Little Caesars, get a fucking deep dish, get some fucking root beers. I'm, I was eating beefaroni and a back. cheese sandwich in the dark watching this movie. Get your lube ready. <laughs> and this maybe this is the most scary part about the whole thing. All right, I thought we're joking about this right now. I live you in could, a. Dude, you could line it up with that with that bit you just said, where you're like, man, now I got change. I yes. did have to well, change my underwear, here, but here, that's because they were just dirty. Yeah, I hadn't changed them in a while. I live in a suburbanite neighborhood. I have 1.2 cars. I have four dogs. I have a one-year-old son, a wife. I was sitting in my living room in my underwear, eating fucking <laughs> Chef Boyardee <laughs> at 1 a.m. I'm a store owner, came a business over to owner. Watch this with you. That would have been fun. Um, I'm on the town board. I was watching a movie about two girls, completely ripped apart <laughs> and eating <laughs> what's what's more scary the movie or me because <laughs> folks if things ever swung south <laughs> i guess you better watch out because yeah. i fucking i just don't care anymore <laughs> <laughs> this pink shirt can become red real quick I fucking i guess i've just seen too much like um not to say that there's not movies out there that can't fuck me up or whatever but uh, this just didn't fuck me up because i've seen it it sticks with you, though, with how menacing it is. I, I think I'm at that point in my life now where I need the narrative to go with it. Yeah, that's and you and I, I were, too. We were talking about this. There's another movie. It's out already. It's part two of the series. It's called Bloodshock. I started looking that up the past couple of days, and I found a spot to watch it. It's actually shot in black and white. Yeah, it's black and white. It seems ha- real interesting. It has a narrative. Definitely goes different. I flipped through it a little bit. I it's am going to watch it. It's supposed to be like an allegory about how relationships, like toxic relationships, tear people apart. Interesting. So I I'm, can tell you that it's not just torture right out of the get-go. Yeah, no, it's not. So it's, it's it, we'll There's a little happens. setup, so I'm going to watch it. I told you I wasn't, but I'm gonna watch. I'm it. gonna watch it because uh, we, we watched the first pact. one. So we've made a guinea pig pact here. Like we're gonna the, get a the pizza. Scary a thing is, pizza we'll probably it. should we watch the first two now again? <laughs> of course we should. <laughs> guinea pig marathon. I remember a fucking show like in season one where we're like, we're not covering these movies. <laughs> All of a yeah, sudden, there was an explicit moment where we were like, don't worry, we won't go that far. I I, I, I still kind of stand my ground on some of those like four and a half hour movies, like Philosophy of a Knife. Yeah, or Saw, Salo. A solo. Uh, I mean, that movie still makes me feel kind of fucking cruddy as a human it's being. A pretty dirty one. That's not a good movie, so <laughs> I don't necessarily need to see that one again. But whatever. The guinea pig ones tend to clock in. And the only reason I watched it is power. because it popped up, and a movie had the balls to say that it was a guinea pig movie. It's you know, 
if somebody uh, makes a claim like that, you just you, gotta, you kind of got to call them on their shit, right? Yeah, exactly. You'd be like, I don't know, buddy. That's some statements you're making. And I did read a couple of reviews before I went in there, and you know the hardened fucking like splatter punks from the eighties, like this movie's chicken shit. It's terrible, bad gore effects. So I'm like, all right, well, whatever. I mean, like, there's always gonna be some asshole doing it. I'll just watch it and I'll judge for myself. And I mean, I sat there after the movie was over for like ten minutes. I'm just like, damn. <laughs> That happened. <laughs> and I kept thinking to myself, like, had they added just a little more fucking narrative to that, we could be talking about possibly the scariest movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, and that's the one thing you and I talked about is the uh, the two girls. Like, there's nothing set up about I wasn't, them. I didn't care about them. Don't it, give a fuck. They're there had to be I cared about them, murdered. maybe. Give me a little bit more narrative about those kids. All you need is, like, literally two minutes. Busted actresses, you know, they're, like, hooking on the point or something. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, shit. Something. I don't know. Something. Anything. They were walking down the street and they got smoke bombed. That was it. That's what happens. And then they got smoked. Then they got put right into a fucking trunk. Of yeah. which. That seems like a great yeah. segue. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> that seems like a good point to do a uh, trunk girl, huh? Cut to a, a trunky, a trunky lunky. For all of our trunkies out there. For all the trunkies out there. So let's uh let's take a break for a second and we'll we'll come back with some trunk girls. Okay. Has the thrill gone out of your life? I want to be dead. Then you need a dose of USA's Saturday Nightmares. Movies so scary. They'll drive you back. Plus tales of mystery and imagination with a dash of devilish humor from the modern master of the macabre, Alfred Hitchcock. It's all waiting for you every week on Saturday Nightmares. Saturday nights at 8, 7 central on USA. Our special presentation continues with USA's Nightmare on Elm Street. Freddy Krueger is every girl's dream and every girl's nightmare. I'm gonna have nightmares! Oh no! Oh no! Freddy is the ultimate nightmare. Freddy's, Freddy's way sociable. He's Freddy's a party awesome. animal. Freddy rocks. Like Freddy, he's like addicting, and you you know it gets better and better each one. The scariest movie I've ever seen in a long time. I, I don't think I'll sleep tonight. Black Luger, and more. Ooh, I got a charge out of that. How about you, Sid Vicious? Sting! Halloween Havoc's gonna be one nightmare you'll never forget. And neither will you. Halloween Havoc 90, a live pay-per-view, Saturday, October 27th. You're listening to the Midnight Scoop Show with Eric and Tom. The Midnight Spook Show, Trunk Girl of the Week, is brought to you by Blow Pops. It's easy to make her pop with any flavor of Blow Pop. And now, back to you, Don. All right, then. We got to fire that guy. Yeah, I don't know how he keeps getting in here. <laughs> Not even find us again. He fucking sits in the corner and stares at us the whole time we're talking. I'm pretty sure he's taking pictures of us and just following us in a surveillance You don't, you don't think he has a fucking skull mask, do you? He probably does have a skull mask. I'm going to try to find out. I don't trust that guy. Anyway, 
This week's trunk girl is Jane Doe Dreadhead from Maria's. Please collect your prize you know behind Dazzler's. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> at 1 a.m. Tuesday morning. Da- did you say Dazzler's? I did, yeah. Okay, good. Behind, yes. P.S. It's all on the wrist. If you would like to be Trunk Girl of the Week, send your picture to generic dot horror dot name at gmail dot com. All right. And we haven't had any emails in a while, so... I forgot to totally check the email. I mean, I was in the hospital in the tool. I haven't had anything on the spook line. You check it, there's like... Bunchy was <laughs> just like an outpouring of love. Like we miss you. I will say, a, c- a couple well of people soon. have uh, gotten hold of me privately and said, "Hey, what? What's the, what's the fuck is going on? Where's the show? So, Where's Matul? Don was too busy at his shark fighting competition. I was Ooh. laid up in Matul. I do not want it's, to talk about it's it. It's not Don's fault either. I mean, like my schedule has been pretty askew lately. So there was a while there where it looked like the Bills were going to the Super Bowl, and then. <laughs> We were pretty the reality caught up, and uh, today I watched Tyrod and the Special Kids Club take on Tom Brady. In the watched Patriots. the entire like starting lineup get injured. Yep, like every year they're all strapped on a table right now. For all I know, doped up on LSD, about to get their jaws Getting ripped skinned. off. Skinned. Fuck. That's man. another scene where they fucking skins the leg. He peels the skin. Oh, that's good yeah, stuff. and. Uh, Fuck, man. I feel like we could have just talked about that movie the whole night because there's so much more I want to talk about, but I'm not going <laughs> to. We'll uh, watch Bloodshock and we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll wait more. for a future episode. <clears throat> we'll uh, we'll call it the Gorgore Girls or something. Um, Well, we had a girl in the trunk, so let's, uh, let's get funky with uh, a girl that we can put our paws on. Get your paws <laughs> oh, on. Dude, I got an email from Al, like, damn it. Like, almost a month ago. <laughs> wait. No, okay, I already had that one before. What's yeah, that? well, then we got no emails. Yeah, sorry. We'll move on to our pause, girl. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's put pause on girls. So this might be... Oh, God! Is it a... <laughs> he totally sent me a gaping anus picture. <laughs> it's so fucking... It's even shittily blurred, too. Hell, you fucking asshole! What's it actually say? Now, he's still requesting that we do Leprechaun in the Hood. And we'll get to it when, uh... You don't need to send me a gaping asshole a picture. for a picture. That is a JPEG, sir. Okay. That so man's asshole is JPEGged. After he got regularly pegged. Yeah. That fucking looks like it was in guinea pig. Yeah, it does. Um, alright. Pause, asshole. girl. Fuck, I want to get this asshole Sorry. out of my pictures. <laughs> or out of my mind. Um, so, let's do it. Pause, girl. Alright, so this might be the most famous pause girl we ever do. This might be our most famous segment ever. Um, I don't know about that, but uh, there's a little movie that came out called Sleepaway Camp. Oh, it was a real sleeper. And uh, we all fell in love with Angela. Yeah. She was just the cute girl next door. She had something every girl didn't have. There was something extra about Angela. There's a penis. There was a little bit more meat on her bones. 
A penis. <laughs> so, I mean, honest to God, if you've never fucking seen this movie... She has a penis. You get to the fucking end, and Angela... Has a penis. <laughs> has a penis. Do it one more time, let me hear what that sounds like. Oh, penis. It's pretty ominous. <laughs> pretty ominous, yeah, not... Well, so was the Her last time of the movie. Really it sounds like it's tannoy. They I don't know. fucking... They don't play Angela up as sexy at all. I mean, she's like a... She's 12 a She's 12 or 13 years old, this whole movie. And she has a penis. Oh, this pause girl is dedicated to you, by the way. She's fucking... You get full-on dick at the end of the movie. I know it's not Angela. It's not really Felicia Rose. Kind of looks like a vampire. But that last fucking scene on Sleepaway Camp is the most legendary fucking slasher scene of any slasher movie. How did they get away with that, actually, which is kind of weird. Like, they... They got away with some shit on that one. They superimposed uh, her, uh, her face on, her like, face on, like yeah. this eighteen-year-old kid that they got liquored up. I mean, uh, if you watch Smoke like uh, what the fuck is it? Rise and Fall of the Slasher. They talk about it in there. Yeah, they talk about it on that one too. I believe, like in the commentary or something. So I but mean, she, like the actual actress is hot as fuck, and she is aged super. She well. is great now, and she's actually such a really nice person. I've met her a handful of times. Always eager to pose for pictures. Um, she's super knowledgeable about the the fucking genre too. So um, I yeah, honestly she's think legit in it. I think that like horror genre is better for having Felicia Rose around. I'm gonna try to find a. I know uh, producer Tom is what not a picture s- of the scene. Oh, the penis. The penis of the week. <laughs> <laughs> so in honor of Halloween, we give you a Halloweener. Halloweener via the Ange. <laughs> Fucking, oh like, five, five squirts. Pe- penis of the Week sounds like we got a series of scathing emails from, like, people. Oh, that would be a great quality. segment. I hope people send uh, Yeah, send us like a pissed-off email, and you can be the Penis of the Week. Al, <laughs> you asshole. Like, send uh, get, you're, like, yeah. the Penis of the Week this what, week. What's his uh, last name? Ertl? Al Ertl. You are the Al Penis Ertl, of the Week. you are the Penis of the Week. Sending me a gaping asshole picture. We give you three gaping assholes out of like, a possible three gaping like assholes. Yeah, that's from the actual movie, but that's what the the girl looks like nowadays. She's she's, she's a babe. Yeah, she's would, she's still uh, rocking it. Yeah, I'm leaving it at that. Anyway, I'm getting distracted. I'm trying to fucking find a <clears throat> shot of this for producer Tom of the penis. All right, yeah, here we go. Boom. Just a little There's a little wang danger. The penis. <laughs> the penis of that, the week. That looks so awkward. Yeah, she kind of yeah. looks like a gorilla. It looks like a person inside of a person. I don't even know how to explain it, but the first time I saw it, I, I talked to I talked to my mom about it. I, I felt blocked so weird. it out. I didn't understand what how happened. How did movie get there? We should watch that one. I saw that movie when I was a kid, and I was watched it again when I was Does like 25. I was like, what happens at the sense? end? It gets, it gets there in a way that makes sense. This... It's actually probably one of the top five slashers of the 80s. It's really good. Definitely. It's a really good movie. Um, there's a lot of sinister overtones in that one. Sure and is. We'll, we'll definitely we'll do that one. Uh, Sounds good. But I want to break away from movies for a few. Um, Oops, sorry. Wanna, we don't have too much time left. I don't want this to be a five-hour epic. But, uh, you know, tomorrow's Halloween. It is. And uh, It's a Halloween I, in 20 minutes, actually. I'm fucking... Are you going trick-or-treating, Kahuna? I might take the little dude out trick-or-treating dressed as Hulk Hogan. I don't know yet. No, I mean, are you yourself? I Fuck should. him. I should go trick-or-treating. Yeah. I should just wear a Hawaiian shirt. Dude, oh, hold up. Uh, did they do trick-or-treating on Saturday? No. 
I thought I heard that they did trick or treating in town here on Saturday. No, they did it at the college on Saturday. Okay, not in town. Did they no. Do it for the kids. At the yeah, they they did so it. What the fuck? I didn't know about that when I was a kid. I want two trick or treats. Yeah. What the you fuck? Could, they did it at Walmart. They did it at the college. Bullshit. And we did it here, so you could have came here and got candy. I mean, I did do that. I you ate did. like half your bowl of tootsie rolls. You you wore your am. costume. It's not a costume. It's a way of life. All right, Maurice. That's right. I dressed up as Maurice from the Wraith. <laughs> so I want to break the fucking mold a little bit and uh you know let's talk about some of the rich urban legends and whatnot that are around this area and right, Halloween Halloween means to us. All right, that sounds good. Let's do it. I know um for me like it's something that I've always been interested in like when it comes to local lore and urban legends I've always been fascinated by that shit as a kid. And uh there's a couple of really good ones around this area, for sure. Actually, one of them made its way to American Horror Story this year. Really? Yeah, they they paid homage to the Pigman. Okay, yeah, I thought about that, because I've seen a couple of episodes of that, because my girlfriend is watching it. I have not watched that Me show neither. at all, but Me I was neither. like, all right, it seems kind of sinister this year. But um, for those of you who don't know, the in Angola, which is roughly 20 minutes away from here, there's a road called Holland Road. Now, there's a lot of bad juju on that Hollis road. should be called Hollis Road. It should be Hollis. Hollis! <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. But um, there was an awful train accident on that road called the Angola Horror. Killed, like, 131 people, including a like Rockefeller. The, yeah, I was going to say Rockefeller. Um, very famous person died on that train. He ended up on that train by happenstance because yeah. he missed, like, his first train or some shit. So the road had bad juju on it, and it's a creepy road. It's a road that I've been down many, 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 many times. We went down it as a trio a few months we ago. We did. Before doing the podcast. Now, the best interpretation of the legend I've ever heard about that road was that in the uh, late 50s, 60s, 70s, somewhere in there, take your pick, maybe even the 40s, um, the land around there is real conducive to growing opium and opiates. And uh, if you've ever been back there, it's super backwoodsy and shitty. And um, the dude that was doing it had a pretty reclusive uh, area, and he used to put fucking pig heads on spikes to keep people off his property hence they called them pig men and uh, i actually got this story from a sheriff so i mean like hmm. take it or leave it and uh basically he used to go out and tend to his opiate and shit and uh he himself would also wear a pig head to keep people off the fucking property himself and it turns out kid went up there and fucked around and got himself killed somehow some way the house caught on fire and we These have things the happen. The legend, as we know it, is now it just grew there, and uh, it made its way to American Horror Story. I, I think there know. was also uh, another legend of it, like it was a slaughterhouse or something back there. It has like ten different yeah. Interpretations. There was like some baby Huey like son that you know murdered a bunch of people or some shit. So yeah, there's a. Few I actually of them. did some digging into this myself when I was a lot younger. No murders on the road. Mm-hmm. There was a drug bust on the road in, like, 1968. There most definitely was a fiery train wreck. There was a fiery train wreck. And there is the foundations of a house that Mm. are well off the road. You have to go on a walk. Really hard to find. I've been there a few times, and uh, depends on what time of year it is. You don't feel safe there, mostly because, like, you're in trench deep. Oh, it's remote as hell. It's remote. bridges and and shit. And you're fucking deep in, like, reservation territory. So. You don't want to go walking on some dude's, like, weed farm or no. still or something and get no. fucking shot. Not at all. Um, that's always been one of my favorite stories. Uh, I know that uh, I've taken 
people up there numerous times trying mm-hmm. to scare them and turn the lights off in the tunnel and see if you could hear things. I've never successfully had anything happen, but I've tried. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to hear the screams from the train wreck, if I recall. Yep. It's not a safe road, I will say that, because it becomes it's a single a lane, lane road, road through that, a fucking winding tunnel. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty dark out there as is. So There's no there, fucking lights. You turn your car off, you're liable to get fucking hit head on. So maybe Add that's to the, the legend, people. <laughs> I'm sure that has happened out there. Um, you got anything cool that... Uh, there's a couple other ones, yeah. Um, no, one there's that, tons of them. One of the bigger ones we've talked about before is the Guernsey Hollow Cemetery. That's a place I've haunted. been to a million, ten times. I am super into the lore of that place. Yeah, the uh, really remote old cemetery dating back to like the 1800s. It's in Frewsburg. Middle of nowhere. Like you're in the fucking hills. Like no cell phone reception. No houses even close. My dad grew up five minutes away from this place. That's crazy. I remember you telling me that. And uh, the lore of that is that back in those days was the um, there was like a mentally challenged girl that lived there and they stoned her to death or some shit and buried her there. And that's and, what uh, the... Uh, statue that you're supposed to kiss is all yeah the big cross yeah and uh, it's a very small cemetery it literally will take you a minute to walk from one end to the other it's getting harder and harder to get to it's patrolled now they don't want people up there fucking around there's very old stones they've cut the trees down last i knew there's some pretty negative energy up there from time to time i've been up there on paranormal definitely noticed some shit i've noticed huge temperature drops there 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 was two actual murders there a couple of raccoon trappers were sleeping on the uh the underhill of the place and they they throats got cut in the night people think it was a big drug thing um if you're there towards the end of summer on a hot hot night there's like this noxious green swamp gas that rolls up the hill and shit that's cool and it looks like all neon green it's fucking weird it's an ominous place there's like a trail in the back of that cemetery that Kind of always reminded me of the Blair Witch. It's like, You're, I am not going down that trail. Um, it goes to a pipeline where people ride dirt bikes and shit. I've been all over back there. And then it turns into a really bad swamp and marshland. So if you yeah. don't know where you're walking back there, you get yourself in a lot of trouble. Sure. Um, I, I, I know that a few people have heard this one for sure. It was a story that uh, we talked about a lot in Jamestown where I grew up. And then when I was able to get out there, I tried to get out there. Uh, House of Seven Secrets. I was going to, yeah. I know that one as well. On Co Road. Co Road. Um, not there anymore. Way not there anymore. They That place has long since been uh, torn down. Yeah. Um, the, the version that we used to tell each other in school, and of course it was always the older kids that would tell us, is uh, a man killed his family in seven different ways with seven different things. And, like, they could never find the implements of the, the murder. Mm-hmm. And, uh, basically, if you could go through the house and find the seven things, then you would unlock it and something bad was supposed to happen. But you could never get through the house successfully. It was mm-hmm. known as a dangerous place. Um, I'm not even sure if the house I went to is the actual house. Because I've heard that the actual house has been gone since 1980-something. And then the house we used to go to was, like, this white dilapidated piece of shit house. Mm-hmm. And um, you, the danger of going to this fucking house was a judge lived up the road on the hill and could see right down into what you were doing. So you had to park your car and walk up Co Road. But um, the house that we used to go into, it was pretty fucking spooky, to be honest with you, at the time. Yeah. Um, didn't matter how many people he had in with you. It looked like one day whoever was living there just up and left. Yeah. Like, well, time to leave. They looked at their watch and left. 
what have you heard? Like, what's your interpretation of it? Yeah, same uh, same legend. I heard that that story about it. Went to the house a few times. I never went in it. I believe my brother may have. At the very least, I was doing. I was looking this up a few years ago, and I found uh, a topics. There's uh, a topics. There's like yeah, an angel fire website. My brother definitely posted in that, and like he had a lot of information about it from when he was a kid. You have to share that link with me. I gotta find it again, but yeah, it was cool to and like some people posted pictures from inside of it, and that was cool. If it's was it a White House? I don't remember. I think it may have been. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the actual house. The house wasn't torn down until like the last like few years or probably ten years. Okay, then there's a chance as I went. It was a two story house. Yeah. Okay. And it had a basement as well. Then I've I've been in the actual house then, yeah. and uh, pretty fucking weird. There. It was in the middle of nowhere. There was no houses around. Actually, you know, I have a creepy story about that. We were trying to go and find it one night. Coe Road's a fucking spooky-ass road. It is, man. And uh, we drove out there. This is probably when I was 19. We took two different cars, and it was a really rainy night. And we pulled onto this road. First thing, before we even got there, and we are like, heading out of town, my friend's, like, car, I'm, like, driving, and he's behind me. I just see him, like, blow a donut in the middle of the highway. He's just lost control, and it, like, spun out of control and did a full 360 on there. I was like, what the fuck, man? That was crazy. Now, admittedly, that kid didn't really know how to drive that well, so you can chalk it up to, you know, he may have just been a dumbass. But we get out further towards the house, and we pull onto a road, and we're, you know, it's, like, kind of, like, got ups and downs, the hills and shit. We're going up this hill... And we see a car, like, coming towards us, like, way the fuck down the lane, you know? We're like, all right, this is kind of weird, because it's fucking one or two in the morning. And we go down in, like, a little valley. We come back up, see the car again. And we, at this point, like, it goes down a little thing, and it never comes back. Like, we never see those lights ever again. It didn't fucking turn. It didn't do shit. It just fucking disappeared. It was real creepy, man, because we drove by the fucking thing, and, like, there was no evidence of anything. So, super weird experience. And also, like, that night, like, we didn't even find the fucking house, so we got, like, kind of lost. It was real weird. It was a good night. But it it freaked us the hell out. I'm fairly certain I remember the spot where that is. Like, we should go take some pictures of it sometime. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um... When I was actually in that fucking place, and now I was a young dude. We're talking 14 or 15, so I always tried to show off. I'm like, I'm brave, and I'm brave. And back then, I was in awesome shape and a little badass. I, I remember going down to the basement, and everyone's like, don't you want a flashlight? And I was like, nah, I'm cool. No! I fucking go down there, and I mean, like, you got the moonlight coming in and stuff. You can kind of see... I didn't get very far down there. Not because, like, I was scared, but because the gravity of where I was hit me all of a sudden, like if people were murdered in this house or whatever, I'm standing in front of the shelf of preservatives mm-hmm. and they were all marked and dated. And like the last date was like oh, 1975 or 76 on these preservatives. And I'm like the last thing this fucking lady probably ever did, whether she was murdered or not was like, make these fucking things and put them on the shelf and mm-hmm. she's gone. She's just not here any fucking more, one way or another, and here I am trouncing through her stuff, just like with no respect. And I'm like, that's bad karma, and that's bad. It's like Rodney Dangerfield rapping, you just get no respect. Fuck, no respect. So I I come upstairs, and I was just like, "Ah, we should be here. (laughs) That's like how I felt about that, but I went back there many times. Um, 
we never even found anything. I don't even know what you were supposed to do. Yeah. The legend has it you were supposed to find all of them and gather them outside or something like that. And, like, the ghost of the family could be I heard a few different things, none of which I really remember entirely. <laughs> that was one of them, now that you mention it. Another thing is that there was just a... Uh, like, if you went through all the rooms, I think was one of them. In I a heard. peculiar order. If yeah. you went through the seven rooms in the order that the seven rooms Yeah, that happened. was one of them. There was, like, certain things you were supposed to see, like, certain sights was one of them. Not even just rooms, but, like, specific uh, I will say that the, the very first time we ever pulled up there, now, I never saw a ghost or anything there, but all of my friends claim to have. We pull up, and... Uh, you had to park about a half a mile away from the place. Used to be back then because you you didn't want to get caught with your mm-hmm. car out front of this fucking place because a trooper would drive by every once in a while or a sheriff. We were walking up the road, and it looked like people were in the house with flashlights already. So we're like, "Well, fuck! Like yeah. I don't want to walk in on somebody else's good time." So we sat out and waited from down the road for what felt like ever, kind of like a misty, rainy night because that part of the it's up in the hills. It's fucking shitty anyway. Yeah. And, of course, we're doing it in October. It's the only time anybody cared to go up there. And we're uh, do it. Do it right. Right? We sat there for what felt like ever, and, like, the same two lights kept, like, just beaming back and forth. We're like, well, either they're just there fucking flashing their lights out the windows like retards and they're not coming out or, you know, what the fuck ever. So we decided to like go Like having there. lightsaber duels down there. And we, we announced ourselves, like, hey, hey, we're coming in. We're checking it out. And, like, the lights go off, and there was nobody in there. That's fucking creepy. That was... We fucking checked every room. Yeah. I don't know if we were worried about any particular order, but we didn't want to get fucking jumped by, like, older high school kids. Or, sure. Um, but there was no... It didn't even look like anybody had been in there. There was It was Weird. a dirty, grimy, dusty fucking place. So, I mean, like, you can tell when it's been rummaged through. Yeah. But uh, it's not there anymore, so if you're listening to us, you can't get there. It's sad. I wish it was still there, because I'd like to go back to it. They had... They, it, Somebody was going to die there. <laughs> I mean, the <laughs> one house, way or the other. The house was fucking falling apart. I, kids were always in there. Like, it, it also became a party spot. Yeah. Like, one the, way or the other, someone was going to Someone down was going to fucking die, so it had to go. I um, had a weird experience at the Guernsey Hollow. Not weird so much, but like, we went out there and there was no one there. And I started backing it. You know how they had like the little. It had the quintessential thing where you pull into that little lie. It had the iron gate that you walked up this path under these trees. Still there? Yeah. So, uh, well, they cut down a lot of the trees now, last I knew. But uh, uh, They got blown down in a storm. That I sucks. Heard. But uh, well, I was up there a few years ago, and they had all the heavy machinery in there mm. clearing that shit out. I was pissed about it. But um, we're getting ready to leave, and we're, like, backing out. And my car, like, totally ends up in the ditch. Like, we can't get out. We're fucked. It's, like, nose up in the air. And we're just like... Well, this sucks because it's 2 in the morning. Our cell phones don't work out here. It's cold as fucking November. Well, what do we do? And all of a sudden, some car is coming down the road. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ. This is, <laughs> how do we handle this? It ends up just being some kids. They're like, oh, we're just here to explore the cemetery. It's like, well, hey. <laughs> I've, I've ran into a few explorers up there. Um, Please stand on my car to help it gain traction. You know one of the guys that I know that has, like, his own ghost hunting group. Yeah. And uh, I used to pal around with them. And uh, we've, we would be coming while other people would be going and vice versa. It, it became kind of a, a hot place to go to. You got any, uh, another one for us? I do not. 
Not specific. Um, I know, like, the J.N. Adams building has a lot of energy there, but I don't know any particular Yeah, legends. there's no urban legends around that place. It's just a fucking kooky place. Yeah, um, I mean, it was a TB hospital, so, of course, there's going to be energy. Producer Tom, do you know any? Uh, I don't know any, like, horror stories or books. I mean, I don't know if this is even an urban legend or what it is, but um, when I was, like, 22 or 23, me and my best friend, Rhino, we're, uh, we were told by a couple of guys that lived in Arkwright, like, if you drove down a road on a certain time of night, um, a certain day, you would be chased by a pickup truck for no fucking reason. Huh. Like, driving down this dude's road. And we were like, yeah, whatever, he's a fucking asshole. And, uh... That's similar to that one we were researching in Pennsylvania. The it Devil's is. Road. The only problem is, is there was nothing sinister tied to this guy. Like, there was no back legend or anything why he would do it, but we wanted to see if we could get him to do it, so... We went to Denny's one night, drank a lot of coffee, and we tried to do it. We drove down the road unsuccessfully like three or four times, and nothing happened. So it became that we would just use that road as a shortcut to get me home anyway because you drag me home half the time. Like, without thinking about it one night, this fucking pair of headlights comes on in the middle of a cornfield, and sure as shit, this pickup truck comes screaming out, and it gets <laughs> right up on our fucking ass. That's awesome. And it's not like we, you know, like, it's a straight shot to my house. We take a lot of lefts, a lot of rights. Yeah, so this it's kind of weird. This fucking dude is following you. followed me all the way home. And he fucking watches us get out. He drives down the road and turns around. I'm like, oh, this dude's in for a fucking fight or something. Yeah. And, like... He, like, backs out and then keeps going down the road. We're like, all right, well, that's it. And Rhino gets in his truck and goes home. He said that he got back to right around the same area, same road, and the headlights came on and followed him to his house. No shit. We never went back. Damn. And uh, we can't figure out why the guy does it or why he did it, but I can confirm. If you've heard about the, uh, I can't remember what they call him, like, Alligator Sam or whatever, because he's apparently <laughs> wears alligator boots or something like I've that. I've never heard about this if, one. If you've ever heard about that one, I can confer that at least he will follow you home if you go anywhere near his property. That's funny, because, like, my dad grew up in Arkwright, and I've never heard about that one. So, huh. We didn't hear about it until we were talking to a couple of guys. Like, they were in their 40s, and I guess that used to be the cool thing to do was to piss this guy off. <laughs> and, uh, it's a smoldering old man. Yeah. It, what it road actually is happened. it? Um, Cemetery Road. Okay. Interesting. It's where by the Artesian Well. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. It's like a free spring or whatever. Um, I wish Rhino were here. He'd tell you that it happened to him a few times because he used to take that way home. Um, That's real fucking weird. It was super weird. I've seen it twice, and he said it happened to him about four times. And we all together just stayed away from the road after that because you don't know what people are capable of. So True. We were like, fuck that. But... Um, as far as actual local lore goes, I don't. I'm sure there's more. I'm sure we're missing it. Oh, like yeah, they do like the ghost tours around this time of year, and I remember taking that before. Like the White Inn has a lot of haunted rooms in it, apparently. Yeah, then uh, there's that other uh, fucking white restaurant or whatever in Casadega where a guy got shot in the head. Yeah. Whatever the hell white the name of ho- it. The White Horse. White Horse. Yeah. yeah, the bullet hole was in the wall for the longest time. Yeah. They used to be proud of it. They put a frame around it, and like it was like <laughs> part of the dining experience was like it was haunted or whatever. Get a picture with yourself in the um, hole. I've actually read like haunted like Western New York or whatever. And there's a lot of interesting uh, like things in it. Like there's a, and I had this also confirmed to me by a friend who's a Native American. There is a uh, certain point in Gowanda where if you're walking through the backwoods, there's like painted rocks and trees and stuff, and the natives do not go beyond this point. 
they believe it to be inhabited by like pygmies or brownies or something like that, like evil tree people. Okay. And they do not, for any fucking reason, go beyond those painted rocks. And, and uh, huh. she showed me pictures and shit of it. I was like, that's super interesting. Yeah. I should do it. I should go up there. It probably like leads to a pet cemetery or something. <laughs> I don't know what it, it probably leads to fucking trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> like a garbage heap. Um,. I've also heard that there's like a coven of witches or Satanists or something that go up on Meadows Road by the uh, where the lean twos are and shit in the state property. And there's a a thing up there where they go up there and hoot and holler and worship that Stan guy. <laughs> oh, Stan, he's Stan. a good dude. Satan, Stan. Stan's a man. Um, there's a, I remember hearing about no like serious stories, but being a teenager in high school, there was rumblings of uh like this dude that was i don't even know if it was a dude or a woman but murdered and they found like body parts in the creek up in that same area not the meadows road lean to is the other lean to that's along the creek there but uh i never really heard anything else about that it was just kind of a spooky thing i, I wouldn't think, be surprised uh, if there was a murder up there or not i mean that's fucking remote backwoods country up there. yeah it would make sense i've had the shit scared out of me up there a few times um I've scared the shit out of a few people up there, so it's it's easy to do. Well, we were up there partying, as you tend to do when you're a kid, and uh, a fucking freak storm out of nowhere came. I mean, it wasn't supposed to hit us. It wasn't supposed to be anywhere near here. And we're out there partying, and we're like, well, it's a mile back to the cars in this horrible shit, and we have yeah. to gather everything up, or we just jet to the lean-tos. Right. And that's what we all did. And there was like 10 of us, so we're all huddled in the lean-tos, and we're like waiting for it to pass. Fire goes out, of course, and, like, the rain kind of, it's steady, but it's not. That shit gets dark as hell up there, that, too. That was a problem. That's why we couldn't fucking leave. It was just getting too dark, and this is back before cell phones were what they are now. And um, <clears throat> the rain starts finally calming down where, like, you can hear a little bit. And uh, we're all, like, sliding forward, and we hear this big crack or a snap. Now, it's not lightning or anything like that. It sounded like a fucking tree was just, like, broke over mm-hmm. somebody's knee. It was like, and we're like, what the fuck was that? It happened again, and then again, and then again. Crazy. And it was getting closer, and it was like, finally, we could, Goddamn see, Sasquatch. we could see a fucking tree, like probably 200 yards, just fall. Damn. We were like, what the fuck is that? Like, is that a bear? Like, I mean, these are like, big, big bear fucking saplings or whatever they're just being snapped like they're nothing so we leave everything the coolers the fucking boom box the backpacks grab what you have on you and fucking jet in the darkness yeah that's what we did and when we went back the next day our shit was destroyed really have no idea what the fuck it was damn my one strewn about like yeah my one friend said that like he heard weird squealing and shit. I never heard that, but I also was a lot faster than him, and I fucking ran. Mm-hmm. Like, it could have been a boar, a big-sized boar. I don't bear. know. Could have been a bear, for sure. A big bear. Big bear chased me. <laughs> so we fucking jet. I don't think, actually, I've been back there since, because I was like, that's too much. Interesting. That's uh, There was no lore to it or anything like that. It was just, yeah, like, just wrong weird. place, wrong time. Um. But I feel like when I was in high school, we had a lot more stories now. I wish high school me was here. He could probably just drone on about it and whatnot. But, hey, it's Halloween tomorrow. Um, make sure in honor of the It's the Halloween holiday. right now. It's Is it? It's level three. Happy Mike Myers Day. That's right. Not that fucking Shrek asshole. 
Um, make sure you guys watch a, a spooky movie. Uh, Try to eat 18 gallons of candy. Eat all the candy. Fucking let the, Check the essence razor of the blades. air fucking fill you up, man, because the dead walk. Yep. Don't get razor blades in the candy. Oh. That was something always... Uh, my parents probably razor blades. still check my like sister's kids' candy and shit to this day. That's hilarious. Never once did we have one in our... It's so, so impractical. How are you supposed to my, do that? Okay, if anyone out there can tell me how you insert a razor blade into a piece of candy and not okay, let it be known. Okay, here's the thing, though, is, like, it wasn't always the wrapped candy because, like, back in the 90s, at least in Jamestown where we trick-or-treated, like, older folks would make popcorn balls or homemade chocolate or whatever. Nobody ate the fucking popcorn balls. They all got... My parents would throw anything that wasn't sealed away because okay, yeah. that's the shit you couldn't trust. Sure. And um, I remember... Even, like, our neighbor that was, like, five doors down, which is a sweet old lady, she used to make these awesome candy caramel apples. We couldn't have them. She would just throw them away. My mom would not trust anything that wasn't sealed. So, huh. either good on her or not. And then there's always those assholes that gave you pennies and little Bibles. Why would you... If, if you're a person that gives somebody a penny or any kind of change mm-hmm. on Halloween, you should also set yourself on fire. I don't know if people still do that. I'm kind of out of the game, so I don't know what, like, trick-or-treating is like in 2016. I have no idea. I've been tricker or treated since I was probably 18 years old. No, I graduated from like they made it de- illegal. Devil's Night. I was out doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> um, you know, like I could start drinking beer and smashing pumpkins. That's what I did. Oh, did you carve any pumpkins this year? No, I did not carve. Ah, a single I pumpkin. carved pumpkins. Did you see my pumpkins? I, I did. Carved? They were pretty cool. Fucking um, retard pumpkins. <laughs> my wife wants to get some tomorrow, even though I think it's a bit late. And no, like, never too them. late. Um. I don't know. So for some reason, like it was hard for me to actually get into the full Halloween spirit this year. I think it's just because it became so busy for me so fast. Could be. I didn't get to sit down and like really embrace it. I mean, like I haven't even watched. I watched Halloween two last night. I did not watch Halloween one. The scariest thing I saw this year was guinea pig for Halloween. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely been mowing through horror films in bed with the lady friend. So that's kind of what I plan on doing. And right we now. went to the Halloween Film Fest, so definitely got Halloweened. It was a good, good Halloween for me this year. Well, guys, I think this was pretty fun. We got back kind of up on the horse. This is the start of Season 2. Um, season 1.83. We're going to guarantee at least two episodes a month. That's the guarantee. <laughs> You're not probably going to get one every week because fucking life. I mean, like... We're we going to try, but we're we'll going to... We'll, yeah. You're going to get at least two a month, no matter what. Um, cause I, we almost didn't get to do this cause Don was going fucking cross country again. Yeah, so. nah, not cross country, but yeah, it was, things happened. Things fell through. I'm here. So we did it. We're going to guarantee two. That's a safe number. It's easy it's to produce. It's a doable number. And it's an achievable number. That's that for that. Start there. Small um, steps. We'll get back on it next week where we will talk off here about what movie we're going to do. We were uh, we still have to finish the Friday the Thirteenth shit. We were supposed to be doing J Rod Six. J Rod Six, yeah. We still owe fucking asshole Alex Ertle. The uh, penis of the week. Maybe, penis we, of the maybe week. we'll do a half and half type thing. We also need Tim to have his moment in the sun. Yeah, he's getting mad. He's getting like furious. You know, like, we don't me. really care. <laughs> he's gonna block me on Facebook. I mean, Tim's not happy. Whatever you do, so that's a point and a half. All right, guys. I'm the big Kahuna. I'm Don. Over in the producer's booth is Tom. Signing off. Sayonara. Sayonara. Hang ten. What? <laughs> Woo! Do you like scary movies? Uh-huh. What's your favorite?
We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. I'm feeling woozy, yeah. Damn enchiladas.